Lex at your service. Welcome to the Helitech Foundation Repair Home Improvement Show. Presented by Suburban Leisure Center on Olive, one mile west of 141. Now, here's your host, Scott Mosby on KMOX. And good morning, good Saturday. We're off and running. Wow, may we live in eventful times or interesting times, surely that. We've got one hour or an hour and a half here for the Helitech Home Improvement Show. Lots of things happening. We have beautiful weather in the St. Louis area and across the middle of the United States. Indeed, just a great day to be part of University of KMOX. Bring it on. Bring it here. Bring it now. We have phone lines open for you, 314-436-7900. 436-7900, toll-free 800-925-1120, 800-925-1120. Lots of things to talk about today. With the weather, we have the opportunity to get outdoors, do a little bit of that prevent preventive care around the house, things that the yard needs, maybe some of the lawn implements. Uh, oh, perhaps you need to get outdoors and just kind of prepare that lawn. Mike Miller was talking about all sorts of things like that, preparing for the winter on the KMOX Garden Hotline this morning. Uh, always an interesting show. I enjoy tuning in to Mike and am part of the KMOX family, both as a broadcast host and as well as a regular listener to KMOX. Uh, where I listen to KMOX, I offer to you again uh, radio.com, radio.com. This is an app. APP, short for application, which means there's a thing you can download, which means go onto the internet and download this tool that loads onto a smartphone. You have a flip phone, it probably won't work for this, but if you have a smartphone, you can get this application, and it is radio.com, and it is set up for you to take KMOX with you anywhere everywhere you want to go. Also, open to you for listening if you have the ability to get on the internet, kmox.com, kmox.com. So you can take me with you wherever you'd like, as well as the rest of the uh, topics and conversations, which will be likely plentiful over this weekend here. Stay tuned to KMOX. We have the newsroom staffed, ready, real time, and certainly capable here. And uh, I want to bring that to you a little bit because KMOX remains one of the few radio stations that actually has a news staff, news team, news people. Uh, We have uh, our own news room right here in KMOX that is staffed and uh, we create our own news as well. So, I mean, it's not like we uh, make up the stories, but we do stay on top of what's happening in our world today as opposed to just rebroadcasting somebody else's stuff. Uh, So anyway, that's why live and local is always part of the KMOX family right here on the Voice of St. Louis. So anyway, we have now 90 minutes to talk about things around your home, your house, uh, anything for maintenance and preparing. My name is Scott Mosby. Uh, I own Mosby Building Arts with my wife, and we've operated it. We're in our 72nd year, 73rd year, something like that. I think we'll enter, anyway, founded in 1947 by my father. We are indeed a family construction business. We have uh, numerous carpenters, painters, uh, actually 
actually have licensed electricians, licensed plumbers on staff. We are in the business world known as a vertically integrated business, which means we have most of the services we offer as part of our employees. So in terms of the integrity of the company, the way we choose to do business, uh, all the employment laws, all the things you hear about subcontractors and all that, that's real. That's part of the business. We just choose to follow the um, rules and regulations uh, according to the right way. And that gets into why we have a full and complete architectural and design um, uh, firm inside of Mosby Building Arts because it matters that the design voice, the advice, the discussion, the selections, the colors, the coordination, all of that permeates the projects, the work that we do with our tradesmen. So again, having the homeowner's desires, wishes, goals, dreams, part of that mix, as well as a project manager capable of building that team, having all the trade skills in there. Likewise, we also have licensed architects on staff, uh, aging in place specialists, all the certifications it takes really to do virtually any kind of residential uh, remodeling or construction. We choose to be only in the remodeling place. We don't build new homes. Why? We're built to listen to the customer, not necessarily to build a lot of two-by-fours in a day. So, frankly, our reputation, our ability to deliver a project is really around listening, engaging, uh, and, and staying on top of things. So, anyway, that's why and who we are, uh, why I'm on CamWex. I also happen to have all those people at Mosby Building Arts keeping me sharp. They are my teachers, as am I the same to them. I bring some of the things I learn here on CamWex to them. They bring all the new products, methods, and things. You know, Scott, I heard that radio call you had this last Saturday, and you were talking about this and this. You know, there's another way to do that. And when I first started this show about 22 years ago, maybe 23, I, I'm losing track now, um, my biggest fear was, holy smokes, I can't be that smart. I can't have all the answers, you know. The Camelx listeners are so gracious. They offer, even when they disagree, they say, you know, there's another way, Scott, you could do that. And so I've, I've really been impressed with the grace um, and the, the learning and knowledge of you, the listening audience, who actually sets me up here as the expert. Boy, howdy, this is the place to learn. I have learned more on this radio show because I commit two hours a week to really just sharing what is the best way to do this and oftentimes because of this you know just the knowledge and you know the current intelligence I guess of the KMOX listening audience I get educated pretty regularly. Phone lines are 314-436-7900, Let's get fired up and get started right now with the uh, phone lines, and let's talk with my friend Felix. Hey, Felix, good morning. Thanks for getting us started. How may I help? Yes, um, um, we have a house that's about 55 years old, mm -hmm. and we've been living in there about 40 years, so we started to go ahead and have the sore line scope. Mm -hmm. And uh, we uh, found out that we had some tree roots growing in the cast iron section of the house, starting about, well, maybe a foot and a half to two feet outside the uh, foundation, and then proceeds into the house oh, a foot or two, okay, not very far. Yeah. And so um, the guy didn't want to uh, try to root them out because it was in the cast iron section. It was in the top part of the uh, soil line, so he mm -hmm. kind of suggested we buy a root foam and just flush it down the toilet a couple of times to kill the roots. And um, 
wanted to get your opinion about that and, and what brand to buy. Um, well, I'll tell you what, Felix, I like the advice you're getting. Uh, I like that he's kind of not going in there with a cutting tool. The reason uh, these sewer guys, um, th- their tool is a cutting tool to cut roots. Well, anything that can cut roots can also scar and destroy cast iron. And cast iron, you know, lasts they have two qualities of cast iron, but generally they last somewhere between 45 years and 80 years. And if you've got a house that's around that age, uh, leaving well enough alone from a cutting tool going down into a rooter type situation, I really like the advice you're getting. I don't really have a brand. Uh, I would prefer that you use a bacterial-based thing for roots i I'm, i don't really know which one goes after roots without attacking the cast iron there are acids that will attack the cast iron and those are the things you want to stay away from liquid plumber all that stuff just eats the roots but it also eats the pipe as well uh so you're gonna to have to get to a hardware store and find somebody that really knows this stuff i can't really help you with what the brand is i can say okay. yeah Go ahead. He recommended a, a foam uh, root killer, I guess, that foams up when you guys. Uh, apparently yeah. it has two parts to it, and it foams up and then you go flush it down, and I guess it kills the roots and lines the sore lines to some extent. That's the impression I'm getting. It sounds good. I like the idea because uh, the, the foam type um, gets, I mean, if you just put acid down there, it's going to eat out the bottom of the pipe and not even touch the, the roots at the top. But I would explore a little bit more, you know, at the, uh, the hardware store, and, and I'd find an old-school hardware store and, uh, you know, see what you can find out. But, uh, frankly, his advice probably is better than mine. I'm, I'm not current on this foam product. It sounds like a great idea, though, Felix. Okay, well, uh, thanks a lot, and have a great day. Yeah, and and, uh, actually, I'd give kudos to that guy for not cutting open your pipes. I mean, uh, you're getting, you got a good good service there. Thank you. Okay, thanks. Goodbye. Have a good day. Bye-bye. Thanks, Felix. Uh, Home Improvement, Scott Mosby, KMOX, 314-436-7900-800-925-1120. We're going to be on until uh, 1 o'clock today. Lots of things happening. Stay tuned next week. Uh, next weekend, we're going to broadcast the Masters Golf Tournament, the Masters Golf Tournament. So the Home Improvement Show will not be on next week. So bring on those questions today. I am at your service right now, right here on KMOX. Stay tuned, 314-436-7900. 800-925-1120. Let's take a short pause and come back for more after this on University of KMOX. Welcome back to the Helitech Foundation Repair Home Improvement Show, presented by Suburban Leisure Center on Olive, one mile west of 141. Now, once again, your host, Scott Mosby on KMOX. All right, Scott Mosby here. We have an hour, a few more minutes left up in hour one. Let's go talk to my friend uh, Bob. Hey, Bob, good morning. Welcome to KMOX. How can I help, sir? Hello, Bob. Hello. Are you there with me? Yes, sir. Can you hear me? I'm outside. Yes, sir. You're on. Hello? Hello. Yeah, Bob, Scott Mosby here. You're live on KMOX. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, say, i got a question for you. Don't yeah. want to put you on the spot. I know you probably don't normally buy from the local box stores such as Lowe's and Home Depot, mm-hmm. but would you buy their windows such as uh, Pella and Anderson? Uh, sure, I don't. I don't have any problem with that. Uh, the issue on windows for me, and, and I'll I'll be very clear about this. 
when I buy windows, the first choice is primarily which brand I'm going to choose. And then the second choice is who am I going to buy it from? Because ordering windows is pretty close to making a space shot uh, moon uh, trip because the number of options on windows is huge. And to know uh, on the installation, for example, when we install windows at Mosby, if we order the window a few inches different size, different thickness with this feature, without that feature, we may spend $120 on extra window purchase and save eight hours of man hour labor, which is hundreds of dollars. So again, knowing not, I'm okay with where the windows come from, but for me, we uh, pick our distributor according to how smart that window person is. It's a big, big deal for us. So it's just as important as to what you buy, but the product knowledge and getting the right mix of those because you're paying for it either way. You know, the price at the Home Depot and anywhere else is not that different. Um, the issue is, are you aware and can Home Depot offer you this set of features where you can get at a dealer? Um, because they, they ought to, anyway, they shrink down the offerings on those windows to simplify it because they, they don't have window specialists that do only windows, whereas other shops do. Very good. So, yep, there you go, Bob. I, yeah, no problem. Uh, simple is good. Uh, but if you get anything complex or whatever, I would go to a different window dealer for me. I'm probably going to try to find a standard window and not get too over over complicated on my choices. I know. Okay, choices Bob, are we're good, going to the but... news right now. My apologies. CBS News Special Report, Election 2020, America Decides. CBS News projects that when the votes are counted, they'll show that Joe Biden has won the race to the White House. Pennsylvania put the Biden-Harris ticket over the top. Their supporters are celebrating in Philadelphia. Na, 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 na. Hey, 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 Joe Biden. We're definitely excited. We feel great I mean, to have Joe Biden elected as a, the 46th president with Kamala Harris, the first yes. African-American woman and woman, and to be a woman of color yes. is just a phenomenal, phenomenal, phenomenal feeling right now. President Trump has no plans to concede. His campaign is fighting the results in court. Mr. Trump's attorney, Rudy Giuliani. As you know from the very beginning, the mail-in ballots were a source of some degree of skepticism, if not a lot of skepticism, as being innately prone to fraud. But the campaign has shown no proof of that. CBS News Special Report, I'm Peter King. All right, welcome back here, Cam Wex, Home Improvement Show, Scott Mosby. And uh, my apologies to Bob uh, on the windows, had to go to this uh, update. We've got, I mean, we are into live evolving news right now, so stay tuned. We'll likely do this all day long here on Cam Wex. Next up, let's go to my friend Mike. Hey, Mike, good morning. Welcome to Cam Wex. How can I help, sir? Yeah, Scott, how's it going? Fantastic. Happy Saturday to you, brother. Yeah, thank you. I got a couple questions about, uh, I'm doing some remodeling in the house and, uh, uh, a couple of kitchen cabinets and then a couple of vanities in my bathrooms. Yeah. Uh, I'm just curious how many screws and placement of the screws is, is kind of where, oh, uh, kind of where do you put them at, you know? Uh, where the cabinets are strongest. Uh, basically, uh, how the cabinets are made. Do you have face frames? In other words, do, is there a frame on the front of the cabinet that closes down the opening where the doors and drawers are a little bit? Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's a stronger yeah. frame than a what's called a European or, or full, anyway. Uh, so where your corners are 
and where you're intersecting uh, dividers between drawers and maybe a sink base, those are the stronger places. So typically on the back of a cabinet, there may be only a quarter inch piece of masonite or particle board, three eighths particle board. If you run a screw through that, uh, be very careful because oftentimes those are recessed in from the back. So you can pull that back tight to the wall and pull the cabinet right. apart. Uh, so shimming behind your top rail, the very top rail of the top of the cabinet on the back and the side. Let's assume you've got one, you know, with a wall on the left and the wall on the back for a vanity installation. Uh, remember to put your filler in on the left side next to the wall so that it pushes your drawers or your cabinet doors a little bit away from that wall. And be aware of things like light switches, uh, duplexes, because those cover plates and devices stick out. So normally we'll start with maybe a one-inch filler next to the wall. If we have switches, covers, or even uh, something even like a, a towel bar that's out there, we then extend that filler a little longer, which pushes the whole cabinet to the right or further away from the wall. So that's one issue. Uh, typically... Uh, I like to get at least two screws in the back. So if you, even if you're putting on a 24-inch or 30-inch vanity, um, then I like to find the 2x4 studs and then between behind the drywall or plaster, so you're going into real uh, framing. And then uh, in shimming up that uh, cabinet, you need it plumb level and square. And that means that you're straight up and down on the sides. You're perfectly level on the front uh, on the you know the front and perfectly level on the back so that all four corners are basically at the same elevation plane you following me so far here mike right so okay. far yeah yeah and and then you find where those studs are typically i'll drive nails in we'll do use a stud finder i right. knock on right. the wall right. well at that point once you plumb up that cabinet and usually by shimming from the bottom or sometimes even the back to get that box square and plumb, plumb level and square, uh, then those screws will go in through that shim. You shim right on the stud, and then you run your screw right through it. Let's pretend you've got a three-quarter inch cap back, then a half-inch drywall. So you've got an inch and a quarter before you hit any wood framing that matters. You need at least an inch in there. So typically that would be about a two-and-a-quarter inch screw that I would then use to go in. Uh, and uh, so typically for that, then I go down to the bottom of the opening, you, and you, uh, maybe I might have a drawer bank on one side. I'll pull the drawer out. Usually drawer uh, banks have more reinforcing in there because of the, the drawer hardware itself, and then I'll mm -hmm. shim from the side uh, whatever I need to do and then run another screw back in. So typically uh, two in the back top, at least one in the back bottom, and then one on the left side bottom and one side on the left top. Oftentimes we'll run screws uh, through those fillers on the left. So if you have a one inch filler plus an inch and a quarter style, you know, sometimes we're running four, four and a half inch screws into that stud on the side. What if there's no backer back there? You don't know stud or anything back. You know, like if you got a 24, if you, if you come off, let's just say yeah. if you, if you do come off the left side, you know, that means you missed that corner stud and then you're 16. You, yeah. you basically got one stud in the middle. You don't yeah. have anything on the sides, you know? 
Well, I'll angle. I'll angle into that corner to go get it. So I'll 45 in there. The issue now is that I have to shim in the back, and I have to shim in the side because if I, as I drive that screw in at a 45 degree angle, trying to hit that stud, and the corner is the most important. If you've got a laminate countertop, it's not so important because that particle board top will move. If you're putting stone or engineered stone or any kind of onyx or, or rigid stone-like material. Mm-hmm. Um, you really need to be uh, um, solid. Yeah, I just, I just, I was curious. Like the twenty-four inch vanity, and the, if I come off the wall, then I miss. You know, if I come off uh, yeah. whatever. Uh, You'll have a sixteen-inch so and the corner yeah. at the minimum. Yeah. I've got about okay. ten so more seconds corner. here. So okay, all right. I appreciate it. Thanks, Mike. Good luck. Uh, more, more is better, but make sure the ones count. We'll be right back for hour two of Home Improvement Show. All right, we are back together here. Home Improvement, Scott Mosby, KMOX, 50,000 watts, one full hour going in, and we have 10 phone lines for you, 314-436-7900, 314-436-7900, and 800-925-1120, toll-free anywhere on the globe, 800-925-1120. We talked about in the first hour various things. Uh, uh, Felix described a foam-type root cleaner for his cast iron plumbing, um, he had uh, uh, he'd been in the home for the house was 55 years old. Cast iron uh, pipes been there for 40 years, and the sewer cleaner said, "You know, I really don't want to put the cutting tool down there. I might tear up your cast iron oh, sewer lines." Very, very good advice, and and quite astute, I think. He recommended a foam type root. Uh, cleaner and uh, this is uh, um, Ridex is something that you've heard me speak of many times RID-X Ridex well that is a bacteria that's like a digester it's not really any good for roots so Ridex is not really made for that so it takes something a little more aggressive the Ridex is what digests grease so if you've got grease or solid waste anything from cook anything you put down from the kitchen sink that gets solid when it gets cold, that's where Ridex is. It literally digests and breaks down uh, organic waste. So it's a, a great product for clearing your pipe. But it is not a root killer root cleaner. Uh, anyway, so that's kind of the issue there. Also, Bob had a question about uh, windows. And, uh, you know, really it matters who knows the windows because, uh, anyway, the options, it, it's kind of like buying a car. You know, uh, if you know cars really well, it's not a big risk. But if you don't, you really have to buy from somebody that knows that stuff. Uh, Mike had a great question. Uh, the final uh, question was, where do I inst- where do I put the screws in when I'm installing kitchen cabinets and bathroom cabinets? He's in the process, <coughs> excuse me, of doing uh, some uh, home remodeling in his kitchen and bathroom. So that's important. And I tried to describe best as I could where those screws go. So where you have dividers, where the cabinet is strongest, where the thickest rear wall is, that's where the screws go. Uh, And keep in mind that many times the back of the cabinet is recessed. So if you run a screw through, say, a sink base in the center somewhere around those pipes, number one, it's loaded with pipes. It's not a really good idea. Try to avoid that space if at all possible. But as you find those screws uh, or those studs, that's where they really need to go. So two in the back, one on the side, and shim everything up from the bottom as best you can. Any place you put a screw, you're either snug to that drywall wall or you have a shim back in there. Uh, Also, a one-inch penetration into the studs 
Um, also, Mike's question was, if I don't have studs, how do I do it? Um, well, frankly, I would go with a Molly bolt, which is that butterfly thing that opens up. Uh, or also, there's another one that's similar to that. Um, but anyway, the butterfly, any something, the problem with that is, um, anyway, you have to drill a hole, and it will allow you to move it around. But the point is that you do need really good solid uh, installation. And if you're using stone tops of any kind, stone, whether it's onyx or granite or marble or man-made onyx or cultured stone, cultured marble, whatever it is, that really, I mean, now you're holding up a lot of weight as well on a breakable. Think of that stone as a piece of glass. If your cabinet shifts and settles, your glass top will break. So another way to say that is your granite or your stone top will break. A 314-436-7900-800-925-1120. My name is Scott Mosby. I own Mosby Building Arts, and we have some seminars coming up for you. I think you'll appreciate the kitchen appliances, the inside scoop from an appliance expert. Facebook Live event coming up November 12th. That's November 12th, five days from today. Uh, so that's going to be 3 o'clock in the afternoon, a Facebook Live event because of the COVID issues and all of that. We just and, and we're discovering that people really don't need to be there in person to get the information and gain that value and knowledge. So it's kind of fun where uh, uh, this whole um, digital acceleration of the world, whether going to work or communicating with the public, it's kind of interesting. So uh, uh, just keep in mind, radio was one of the first great advances in technology. Yeah, great advance in technology. So anyway, now we're doing it on radio.com. Take me with you wherever you want to go. Anyway, you can uh, sign up for this uh, inside scoop from an appliance expert on the Call Mosby website, C-A-L-L. Mosby.com, callmosby.com, or if you, for those of you who want to type it all out, mosbybuildingarts.com, all one big long word. Three one four four three six seven nine hundred brings us here together on KMOX or eight hundred nine two five eleven twenty. Let's uh, visit with my friend Doris. Doris, good afternoon. Thanks for getting us started lunch on KMOX. How can I help? Hi. Um, you were just uh, talking about a subject that I'm calling about, the Ridex. And uh, we have used it in the past to open a drain, or uh, uh, right now ours is slow, uh, slow running. But we've uh, checked several department, um, uh, I mean, hardware stores as well as the big box stores. And the only thing we're able to find is... Um, the Ridex for septic tanks, and they tell me that's not what will work on a drain. So, since you since you're advertising or talking about it, where would one find it? That is our question. That is the product. That is the product. Um, and Ridex has actually uh, sent an email to me saying, "What are you telling people? This is a septic tank problem." Follow me through this. Um, you, I eat probiotics, so I put bacteria into my digestive system so that I can digest cheese and ice cream and all the things that uh, you know my body may not like to process well think about this so in a septic tank we flush all the waste all that stuff we grind up in a disposer in the kitchen goes down into the septic tank all Ridex is is a bacterial steroid if you will it's just a super injection of uh, bacteria that digests food so it's kind of like uh, probiotic uh, for your pipes let's pretend if we dump that stuff down in our pipes that are loaded with grease 
or paraffin wax from our shampoo, from showering, body oils, whatever it is, it doesn't care whether it's in a, a septic tank or a pipe or my intestines. It's all breaking down the same stuff. So you're getting the right stuff. It's just a misapplication from the formal thing. So I just want you to dump it down, leave it in the pipe. If I'm wrong, it costs you a dollar. And it won't, and it won't hurt your pipe. If I'm right, it may save you a thousand. So. Right. So what do you still go by whatever the instructions on the uh, container are as to how you use it, or do you no. have the special? No, I, I mix this up like chocolate milk here. Um, it, it's kind of fun, Doris. In the morning, I'm a coffee drinker. I get up three thirty, four o'clock. I mean, really early. I, I love... I learned it from our clients. The the moms out there is like, no, I get up really early. It's the only time I can get. Hey, I think there's something in there for me. Uh, so, so I get up real early. I chew up my coffee and do my thing. And I'll typically, oh, yeah, I haven't done Ridex for a while. So I'll take a cup of, of warm water and I'll put a tablespoon of Ridex in it in powder form of the liquid stuff. And I just go to the toilet around the corner and I'll flush it down the toilet. I'll put it in the sink, run the faucet for about two or three seconds because I want that in the pipes, but I don't want it to go out to MSD. I just want it to live okay. in my pipes and digest. So anyway, there are no instructions that will tell you on the package okay. how to do this. And they'll tell you, this is wrong. It's not made for this. Well, legally, yeah. they can't make that claim. I don't have a okay. dog in this fight. This is bacteria digesting stuff. Even if I'm wrong, you know, you're risking $8. So I think it's right. a good bet. Right. All right. Well, that's what we needed to know because we we know we've used it in the past, and now suddenly we can only find the one, and they tell us that's appropriate. So anyway, we will go ahead and buy it, use it as you suggest, and give it a whirl. Thank yeah, you it, very much. At Doris, it's not only the Ridex. There are generic things like this. This is this is like aspirin, and any kind will do. But it's uh, it doesn't have to be Ridex, so they will come in different brands and and such. So Ridex just has okay. a brand name that's re- memorable, and most of the hardware stores will carry something. Right, right. All right. Well, have a good day, and thank you very much for the info. Thanks, Doris. Take care. One of my favorite topics. All right, home improvement, Scott Mosby. Uh, but anyway, some of the things um, I, I have been challenged. Somebody, the, the sales of Ridex, and I start. I got on this wagon 15, 20 years ago because I saw this stuff, and I had a septic tank, and, and, and I looked at the stuff, and I said, this is nothing more than digestive enzymes. That's all this is. This just makes bacteria happy, so it will digest and break down solids faster. Well, you know, I've got an old house. We've been dumping grease down there for years as we wash pan. You know, we'll fry up bacon, then you clean the pan, and a little grease gets down. Well, that stuff sticks to the inside of the pipes. Well, then we get our good old-fashioned St. Louis winters. It gets really cold, and all that oil turns to grease. So that's the basis of this is we're talking about a poor man's septic cleaner uh, that I get to put down the pipes, and this is an unapproved application but it is so low risk, no risk, that the risk to you is that you spend $8 and it doesn't work. But the benefit is, you know, for a dollar an application, what if it does and you don't have to call the router guy for 100 200 500 or replace your pipes for 5000 You know, it's like, you know what, I think I'll buy that insurance for $8 and I'll just put a little bit of this down on a regular basis. Anyway, call me crazy. Certainly people do. Uh, but we can talk about that and other topics on CAMWEX here. 314. 314- 
436-7900, Isn't this some real nice weather? Oh, baby. It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. Scott Mosby, KMOX. I'll be right back for more after this. All right, bathroom trends. What's hot in bathrooms today? What are we talking about here? Well, think about it. Uh, Women have known this for a long time for sitting down in the shower. I don't know about you, but have you ever gotten soap in your eyes? My gosh, when I get soap in my eyes, I can't really tell which way is up. Sitting down, having a uh, either a grab bar or a seat is important. So basically, having a seat in the shower pattern, tile, also decorative walls, any kind of a textured decorative uh, material, and uh, contrasting colors is all. Bathtubs, tub removal. Uh, um, I would say probably 8 out of 10 bathtubs come out and um, 10 out of 10 showers go back in. So it's interesting that uh, bathing was a way of life and it really for the pace of America and all of us, how uh, we live today is generally more a showering thing. Get a grip, grab bars as I had mentioned, also mixed metals and floating cabinets. It's interesting if you've ever heard of a floating cabinet, you may walk in. You see these commercially at times. The vanity may have 8 or 12 inches space below it. It makes cleaning the floor very easy. Uh, Sometimes the lower parts of cabinets are not really used often uh, because you have to bend down so far. So floating cabinets and under lighting of those cabinets also have become something important. Uh, This is uh, one of the topics, uh, the articles written on MosbyBuildingArts.com. MosbyBuildingArts.com. You're welcome to check in with that. Uh, Let's get in and talk with Ray. Hey, Ray, good afternoon. Welcome to CamWex. How can I help you, sir? Uh, Yeah. Uh, We've got a problem with that Ridex that you're talking about. You say it only costs like $8. Mm -hmm. When I was deer hunting a few years ago, my wife called into your show and said one of our sinks in the bathroom was going down slow, Mm -hmm. and you had the Ridex guy on there. And you said, oh, yeah, use Ridex. That'll fix it up. That's, that'll clean it all out. Well, it did. About a week later, we found that it it uh, ruined all the pipes under the sink. And water went all over everything. We not only had a couple hundred dollar plumbing bill, we had to have somebody come in and replace the carpeting in our, in our bathroom. And uh, when the plumber came in, he said, that stuff's not for inside in your bathroom. That's for septic tanks. So uh, I said, you know, I guess he he said to use it because he's a, they were a sponsor of yours at the time. So I guess you're going to say that they could use it for anything. Well, Ray, first off, I've never been sponsored by Ridex. They would prefer I stop saying this because it's not part of it, but this is bacteria. What you're describing sounds like liquid plumber, and it would match exactly that story. Bacteria has no ability to either eat through plumbing, plastic pipes, or cast iron, which is part of why I advocate this is nothing more than bacteria. Uh, There's no acid. There's no caustic material in this, though I hear and understand um, the the product that uh, liquid plumber or an acid-based pipe cleaner, which is 9 out of 10 of what you buy out there, that describes exactly what would happen. So if that's the problem, I apologize for being any part of this, but I, you know, from a chemical standpoint, I don't see how plastic or cast iron could be affected by bacteria. Well, it happened right after she used the Red X, 
which oh, I don't doubt that. I mean, I, I don't uh, doubt that at all. It, that could absolutely be the case. And now every time your commercial comes on, she's furious. Yeah. Well, I understand, Ray. I don't get paid by Ridex. I've never been sponsored by Ridex, and I've never had a Ridex person on here. So I, 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 um, the, the only interaction I've had with them is, what are you telling people? We don't even know what you're saying. That's the only interaction I've had with Ridex over 20 years. Well, that was the last interaction we had with it. Yeah. Man, I hear you. I'm sorry if I had any part in that, but uh, I, I hear what you're saying. I do believe it's true, and I, I'm sorry if I have any accountability on this at all. All righty. Thanks. Thanks, Ray, for for sharing this. And there we go. So Ray had a problem. Uh, put Ridex in the pipes. Pipes fell apart, caused uh, some serious damage. So I uh, most definitely hear that. And uh, if I've had any part in uh, contributing to that, uh, my apologies. Uh, anyway, uh, 314-436-7900, This is University of KMOX. And uh, all those things matter when we're getting older empty nest advantage i've heard it described as empty next the next stage uh whatever passion you have once we get finished raising those kids shelling out that money for education dance lessons and uh all the various things they go maybe there's a little left over for us maybe moving the washer dryer uh, closer to our closets where we don't have to walk laundry all the way down to the end of the room oh perhaps just a little bit maybe a craft room somewhere maybe a wine cellar oh yeah that might do it all all those things so think about that as you go to the next stage and many of our listeners are the millennials where we're going to the first home purchase uh that's significant too part of the KMOX family as well uh phone lines are open all 10 of them right here the weather is beautiful you are welcome to join 314-436-7900 if you're holding that question and you're thinking about those gutters and old man winter, ice, downspout drains, uh, issues around your screens, opening your windows, lubricating those windows. Oh, weather strip. How about weather strip? What about that deadbolt and threshold on the door that when the freeze comes in the middle of the way, I can't get out the door anymore. We can talk about that right here on University of Camwakes. 314-436-7900-800-925-1120. Scott Mosby, we will be right back. Yes, indeed. We have one half hour go up till uh, one o'clock time. News, weather, and sports again. This is Scott Mosby. This is the Camox Home Improvement Show, the Helitech Home Improvement Show, sponsored in part by Suburban Lesions, Leisure Center. How's that on a day like today? Have a little bit of comfortable and yeah furniture sit up oh sounds good to me i think that's in my future phone lines here on camo x 314-436-7900-436-7900 toll free 800-925-1120-800-925-1120 uh let's go to uh how about uh joyce hey joyce good morning welcome to camo x and how can i help well, I have a question for you. We've been doing some winterizing around our house. We mm-hmm. shut off the um, ex- the water to the exterior faucets. We have two of them. Mm-hmm. Disconnected the hoses. Um, and then notice that water has continued to drip slowly from the exterior faucet, mm-hmm. which leads me to believe that the interior shutoff valves are not shutting off completely. 
Um, can those interior shutoff valves be repaired in any way, or do they need to be replaced? Uh, they can be repaired. Sometimes it's just as easy to replace them in time-wise and, and dollars on that. Uh, first off, do you have what's called antifreeze faucets, uh, kind of a big, funky-looking knob right next to the faucet on the outside of your uh, uh, hose? Bill? No. No? So uh, how old is your house? Um, the plumbing was redone in 2000, so uh, 20 they, years. Uh, 20 years. If uh, Were those faucets replaced? Yes. Uh, if those were replaced, it would be probably, by legally, they would have been antifreeze faucets. or oh. Yeah. The antifreeze is also anti-siphon, the concept being if you or I leave our garden hose in a bucket full of fertilizer and the neighbor's house catches on fire and the fire department shows up with a pumper truck and they start sucking water out of that water main, it might draw the fertilizer back into the potable water system. So they have this antifreeze or anti-siphon faucet, which basically if the water tries to go the other way, the the air will make it up so it won't suck the, the fertilizer out of our bucket. So that's, that's the antifreeze or anti-siphon faucet. And by code uh, that goes back 35 40 years i see uh, so i suspect you have those those will continue to drip and generally you don't need a second faucet on the inside if these are antifreeze anti-faucet because the way those uh, new faucets work is you're actually turning a steel rod that goes back inside the house by about 12 inches so where the water turns off is actually inside the warm part of your basement yes so that's how those work. Uh, old school is, uh, and uh, they may have had shutoffs maybe four feet inside. The idea on those is to turn on or turn uh, that faucet closed on the inside of your basement, then open up the outside faucet. Number one, it would continue to drip for quite some time anyway, maybe an hour. But after an hour, it should stop if it keeps dripping. The problem is those shutoffs in those basements only get turned on and off twice a year. And those uh, the washers or O-rings, whatever it is, usually the seat um, needs to be replaced. The, the way I like to do that is I'll take a picture of that shutoff down in the basement, four feet inside, whatever it is. And I, I notice the brand. It might be a Nibco, N-I-B-C-O. That's a brand and a housing and a casting. And I'll take that picture to the hardware store or plumbing supply and try and buy one exactly like that so that all I have to do when I get home, I buy the whole faucet instead of parts because the whole faucet's probably $8 and the parts are probably going to take me two months to get and cost me $12. So I just buy that faucet, unscrew the bot, leave the body soldered into the pipe or screwed into the iron pipe, and I just screw the new, you know, the new body, the valve assembly back into the housing. You follow what I mean? I change yeah. all the guts without changing the, without having to solder or unscrew. And and sometimes it'll take two or three times to get the right, you know, faucet. Or they'll say they don't make that anymore. You're going to have to change it. Well, then then I know. So. But 50-50, just be aware that if it's an antifreeze, anti-siphon faucet, those things do drip for quite some time. Uh, and once you shut it off on the inside, you leave those outside faucets turned on all the time all winter. Um, okay. And th because you want that water to drain out. Um, well, it has you, been dripping for several days now. Nope, so. you're, you need to fix it. Yep. Okay. Good call. Thank good you. Call. Okay, Joyce, good luck. Take care. Bye now. And again, uh, for 
I do have the ability to to sweat the copper, and I know how to do that stuff, but I just don't want to anymore. So, I mean, the issue is uh, I'm, I'm, I look at some of those uh, uh, shut-off or stop bodies, and, you know, for a plumber, I mentioned to the plumber, well, the plumber can do that in five minutes. I said, well, this is what I do. It's like, oh, don't bother. I'll just change it. But their skills are so much different than mine. For me to change that and solder that thing, you know, that's a 90-minute task. For him, he's cleaned up and gone in nine minutes. So that's kind of where the plumber's like, well, Scott, I don't bother with that. I just, you know, go ahead, cut it out, put a new pipe in, you know, 10 minutes, I'm good to go. Well, for me, it's 100 minutes and I'm good to go. So anyway, that's why I advocate what I do, a little bit to that. Uh, let's get to my friend here, Billy, see what's cooking here. Hey, Billy, good afternoon. Welcome to CamWax. How can I help, sir? Hey, Scott, I'm a first-time listener. Uh, loving the information you got. Uh, the, the thing that caught my attention was the Red X. Uh, to put down your plumbing. Yeah. Um, I, I, I am an automotive mechanic, and actually we run into this quite a bit in the automotive industry where over time, you know, the, the scum and the scale that builds up in an automotive system, then once we will come in and flush out the scale, we'll, we'll wind up with leaks and, and, you know, water pumps leaking and, and sure. thermostat housings, and the, the actual plumbing on the vehicle will, will fail. Um, the, the gentleman that called with the, with the plumbing issues after using Red X, mm-hmm. I, I'm almost certain that he had possibly a buildup of, of the, the paraffin wax and the slime and all that, oh. that comes with plumbing. And then once the Red X cleaned that out, then it got down to the raw pipes that he was possibly having a problem with already. But yeah. uh, That is possible. Yeah. It, yeah. yeah it sounds like he's got some real concerns, but I, I like you said, the, the bacteria of the Red X, and I think that is a wonderful idea, which I'm going to pick some up on my way home today and, and use it on my uh, 70-year-old house and start going, because I've had plumbing issues with that, oh my gosh, off and on for 15 years, and, you know, getting the Roto-Rooter guy out and all that, so I'm going to start definitely putting that onto my my schedule. Yeah, I appreciate that. Thanks, uh, Billy. I, I my, my point on the Red X is... Even if it doesn't work, you know, we get into the whole concept of do the masks help us on the COVID or not, but it makes me feel better. So I have something I can do. Uh, So the Ridex is something that I can do, whereas if I call the guy with the cutting tool on the roto cleaning tool, I only have about six times before they cut through my pipe, whether it's plastic or cast iron. So you know what? If I can avoid that, you know, I'll, I'll blow $8 on it. So anyway, I just consider that's it right. low risk. But that's a good scenario. Good I, you could have described exactly what happened, uh, you know. So I, I get it. Ray was, you know, he definitely went through what happened. And that's a, yeah, we made a cleaned up. We might have cleaned all the scum out that was holding the pipe. And certainly on a waste drain, it's not pressured. So that could exactly describe it. Absolutely, absolutely. So hopefully he's all good to go. But, yeah, that's uh the Red X is going to be on my maintenance schedule for sure now. All right, Billy. I still do it. I, 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 I guess I'm due now. It's been a while, but, you know, it's just my wife and I. How much waste can we generate, too? So. Right. Absolutely. Yes. Okay. Well, well, thanks for the call. Thank you. Thank you, All right. Ray. Bye now. Home Improvement, Scott Mosby, KMOX. Uh, you know, Billy, uh, kind of um, a, a, uh, an auto mechanic, kind of uh, likening it to describing, you know, it could have happened to Ray just as he said, because if the Ridex does remove the grease and the problems, and the grease is the only thing keeping the pipes from leaking, 
especially on a plug, you wind up with a big chunk. If that Ridex does break it down and allow water to flow, it also is going to remove perhaps the grease um, patch that is covering the hole. So I hear you, Ray. Uh, sorry that you had that issue, but uh, that is a possibility. Phone lines here on CAMWEX, 314-436-7900, 314-436-7900, toll-free 800-925-1120. This is Scott Mosby on CAMWEX, and I am at your service. Hello, Back Together Home Improvement, Scott Mosby. It is 50,000 watts of live and lively, a beautiful day in the neighborhood. My goodness, what a day. Uh, temperatures and forecast, good. And I hope you're enjoying it as much as I am. 314-436-7900, 314-436-7900 to put us together, or toll-free 800-925-1120. Uh, let's get on the line and let's talk to MJ. Hey, MJ, Scott Mosby here. How can I help? Uh, yes, sir. I want to know... Uh... About sealing a driveway, my driveway patio seems a little uh, porous. You're talking about sealing that. What would I use to actually seal that wood? Uh, on, on the driveway? Yeah, would you recommend the sealer? It's a concrete driveway and patio and sidewalks. And I, was, I heard you about sealing that stuff, and it's, yeah. I think it needs it. And I was just wondering what would be a good product to seal it with. Would you Is it a white stuff? concrete, a swirl or broom finish? Yeah, yeah. It's okay. a smooth finish, yeah, it's a smooth finish. Okay. Uh, typically, that gets uh, kind of a silicone base uh, sealer. They're all kind they're, Understand, there are wholesale distributed sealers that are silicone-based, and there are two of those. One is uh, like a, a, a 20% solution, and it's like 20 thousandths, and 40% uh, if you will. The 40% is like tea, the drink, you know, like um, hot tea, iced tea. And if you put the 40% down on your concrete, and this is wholesale supplied, it will kind of stain your concrete darker. So you want the lighter of the two, the 20%, uh, and it will leave this residue. The issue there is once you put silicone down, it's like Teflon coating your pan for the kitchen you will no longer be able to coat it with an epoxy or paint it with anything which is fine by me the point is is silicone is considered a contaminant for coatings so but that's what i put on my concrete uh and it's the 20 percent coating then you get into the retail world where you buy it through a hardware store or a home center and they want something that is uh easy to sell and affordably priced uh the silicone material even wholesale is pretty pricey stuff because it's a petrochemical so keep in mind my favorite choice for white concrete is the 20 percent silicone based material it comes from a wholesale supply house um, you know like a new way concrete supply uh, companies like that that sell to the trade they will sell retail but uh, it, it you have to know very much about what you're trying to do. And then you get to the retail at the big box stores. Then it becomes more advertising-driven, and the materials are easier to work with, more reliable to put on the product or put on and apply, but it may not last as long. So that's kind of how the coatings industry goes at it. They may not give you the best product, but they try to give you the best result for limited skill sets like you and I. Uh, one more question. What would be, be the best way to apply that? Uh, I typically use a pump sprayer, you know, just like a garden sprayer. Uh, you okay. can't use the one that you had the uh, killer in, you know, the weed killer and all that stuff. So typically... typically. 
Yeah, so I pump it on and then I back roll it with a, about a three-quarter inch nap roller it's because you really don't want any puddles or settles. So when you apply it, you know, a lot like the painters do, they will apply it with an airless sprayer, but they'll back roll it to make the ev- application even. Okay, thank you, sir. You're very helpful. I enjoy your program. Okay, MJ, take care. Yeah, thank Bye. you. Bye now. By now. Home Improvement, Scott Mosby, KMOX, uh, uh, phone lines, 314-436-7900, I want to follow up the call with MJ just a little bit, uh, because then you've got your expansion joints that go in between those squares or sections of your concrete driveway, whether it's the rock-shown exposed aggregate, you know, the bumpy kind, or smooth white concrete, if you will, you know, with broom finish or swirl finish as, you know, various terms for how it gets rubbed to finish. The point is the expansion joint in between uh, is probably best handled before you put that silicone on. The issue being once you put the silicone on, it's hard to get that caulk to stick to the joint in between or hard to to actually seal the wood or expansion joint in between. I talked a little bit about sealing concrete. I also want to exp- uh, address a little bit about sealing an asphalt driveway. And for MJ as well, we want the concrete or and or the asphalt, ideally wood if you're sealing a deck, all to be around 70 degrees Fahrenheit. So that's the optimal temperature uh, for sealing and not the air temperature but the concrete surface itself. And on a sunny day with direct sunlight, it may be 70 degrees and the air temp could be 65. That's okay. Or it might be 80 degrees outside and the soil temperature is 50, so it's not. So keep in mind, it is the surface temperature of the material we are sealing. Uh, Let's see what's cooking with my friend, Ben. Hey, Ben, good afternoon. Welcome to CamoX. How can I help? Hey, good afternoon. Uh, I guess I have a comment and a question. Uh, Ten years ago, I bought from one of the big box stores a uh, 40-gallon gas hot water heater for my house, mm-hmm. and I had it installed. And what they had done, they, uh, they had to get a permit, and they had to install what they called an expansion tank on the uh, hot water heater. Yes. And long story short, 10 years later, I wake up at 4 o'clock in the morning with a roar going on in my basement. Oh, and, my. Uh, the expansion tank had rusted through and uh, was spewing water all over the basement. So uh, my, my comment is, why would they sell? Of course, the hot water heater was a uh, 12-year warranty. The expansion tank was 10-year warranty. So why would they sell a expansion tank that would rust out in 10 years? And how many other of these expansion tanks are around in St. Louis that people have bought? And uh, is that something that's normal? And is this going to happen to a lot of people in St. Louis, or what are we looking at? Uh, It's possible, all of the above. Uh, Ben, here's the deal. Uh, St. Louis County requires expansion tanks, tanks for about, and the plumbing code for about, I don't know, 20 years or something like that, maybe 25 or 30. I'm not sure when it started. The concept is, is if you're going to heat up water in an enclosed sealed tank, um, you you have a safety pop-off valve so you don't blow up the house. But the other side is as you heat that water, it expands. And as it expands, it puts pressure backwards on valves and uh, devices and appliances and solenoid. on. All. So anyway, they said, we need a shock absorber. 
and that's exactly what an expansion tank is for a hot water system. It is a wise use, a better choice, but likewise, like water heaters, there is your price point product then there's the one that's a step up that's a little thicker metal and then the one that's up here that has this you know and then your top of the line has wi-fi whiz bang this and that the point being is not all expansion tanks are equal um the qualities of, of water heaters are the same so keep in mind that um uh, uh and this is the classic uh, debate is the expansion tank in a big box store the same as the expansion tank that comes out of the wholesale plumbing house where the plumber gets it because he's putting a warranty on it? So, again, there you go. I, I don't know the answer to that, but um, an expansion tank is a good thing, and stuff does wear out. I'm surprised it went in 10 years. That, frankly, that's the first one I heard about to fail that quickly. Yeah, and I guess that was my biggest concern with it uh, was, you know, you're only looking at, it actually was nine years and 10 months. And when I looked it up, it had a 10-year warranty on it. Back to the uh, big box store, of course, they didn't, they said, well, we don't sell that brand anymore and didn't really want to talk to me. But uh, I didn't think that there would be any use of me uh, exploring it. But I guess I will at this point see if there's something, a little better product out there, but yeah. It is a shame that they sell something. You know, most people with hot water heaters, they're going to keep them for uh, 15, 20 years. And I'm assuming here in the South County area, I've lived here over 40 years. So I think I'm on my third hot water uh, heater. Yeah. So yeah. Um, I just, I just, I don't know. I guess my comment is why would you sell something that's only going to last 10 years, you know? Well, I, yeah, again, but that, again, the, the price point is mandated by the biggest sellers they say we want you to sell us a product for this price so the manufacturer makes something to sell at that price well when the plumber's going in he he doesn't care it's like you sell me something that's worthy of my reputation sell me that and it's going to be more expensive usually made differently so that's the Mm -hmm. classic debate of big box versus wholesale houses does it matter so there you go okay understand all right thanks for the call ben Okay, thank you very much. All right, bye now. Uh, stay tuned. More things coming up. To, uh, big day for news here on KMOX. We do have a live and staff newsroom. We'll keep you posted throughout the day. Uh, next week, we're going to broadcast the Masters Golf Tournament, the Masters Golf Tournament right here on KMOX, Thursday through Sunday. So lots of doings going on right here on University of KMOX. Stay tuned. More experts coming up here all day long on KMOX.